Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. Um, unfortunately, this week, we had a slight technical issue, um, which meant that there was a lot of crackle on the mics, and uh, we couldn't really work out why it was happening. Um, so we apologize for that, but if you wish to persist with listening to the podcast, then go ahead. Um, and we'll hopefully have the issue sorted um, for next week. Still worth listening, probably, um, apart from the last sort of 10 minutes. I wouldn't I wouldn't bother with that if I was you. Um, but the rest of it's sort of passable by our standards. So um, enjoy, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> We never doubted it, did we? This is the Wise Men Say. I'm Stephen Gauls with, with Gareth Barker, and we have a win to talk about. Nick Barnes, Sunderland's commentator for the BBC, is here. How was Ben Hall's enthusiasm last night? Oh, unsurpassed. Bit of I think unexpected, that was though, the wine, actually. Did, did you get a sense that people weren't confident about last night, though? Yeah, I, I wasn't. And I think on the back of the Southampton and Arsenal games, I still think there was a fragility about the team, and, and I thought, you know, Palace have all places to go. When you know, you know, on a Monday night under the lights, they're going to have a go at you. It was the situation with the two teams being in and around the bottom three. It, it was, it was all the classic ingredients for a feisty, in-your-face sort of game. And I wasn't sure that Sunderland were really equipped going into the game to face one like that after those two. I'm not sure games. many of us were. And you've got a, you've got a nice in and around in early in the podcast there. I'm happy about that. Craig Clark is back as well. <laughs> He's got a great um, story about. About yesterday at a cash point, haven't you? I saw Kevin Kilban. Fantastic that story, that was it. That, <laughs> that was it. Story over. Absolutely great. Should have um, went up to him and had a word. I'm glad um, <laughs> you, you're both here though because you were at the game and obviously Garth and myself just watched it on the telly, so it's always nice to get a, a different um, viewpoint. Crystal Palace came out like a train, Craig. Uh, like everyone thought they would, to be fair. Um, the first eight minutes, <laughs> fair to say we got away over one. We'll get a, we'll get the penalty thing out of the way now because I don't want to. I don't want to go on about too much. Stormwall though, yeah probably the wrong person to ask you couldn't really see from Could where you we not? were no like it's difficult okay, yeah I guess I was watching the anyway, telly you'd probably yeah. have a better idea so couldn't you the other end of the pitch and was your heart in your mouth for instance oh yeah and then every obviously like there's two or three of you standing together the texts come through definitely a penalty Virginia on was it Campbell I think mm-hmm, yeah. um, so we are, but then you think I know we ended up conceding eight at Southampton but we could have had a penalty there and a cent- maybe a goalkeeper sent off and we didn't get that so I'm sure it doesn't make Palace fans feel any happier, but it maybe balances out a little bit. Which is the typical Sunderland, though, Nick, because we, we saw them collapse away to Southampton. We saw them collapse away to Spurs last season, but also last season we saw them go down early to Man City when everyone thought that was going to happen again, and they showed real character and again last night. Strange team to work out. Yeah, I thought it was a bit more about them last night, just watching them in the first half hour, even though they weren't creating chances. I mean, I'd said to... Benno actually on the half hour I think that Sunderland hadn't got into the final third and really troubled um, Speroni at all and then 30 seconds later Fletcher scores and Sunderland go one up but just had the feeling about the game that there was something about the way Sunderland were holding themselves and 
playing they they just looked as though they had a bit more of the confidence returning and I even th you know felt that when Palace equalised that Sunderland could still go back in front which is what happened you know you're looking for the, the third then just for that comfort zone and you always fear that Palace may have got an equaliser the point wasn't any any good to anybody last night but I just sort of it was one of those games I said to Gus afterwards you know isn't did he feel on the touchline it was one of those where you know you could sense it was going to be Sunderland's night well we'll hear from Gus now about last night's well, game you will in a minute when I press play until the penalty, sorry, the own goal, yes. When we scored the own goal, I thought, no, back to basics. Um, you know, it's football. It's so, many, it's so little between the teams. So uh, I always tell you, you know, it's a decision for you against you. It's, it's one goal, it's one kick. Uh, uh, it's very tough. It's not, it's not easy because I don't think there is, apart from two or three teams at the top, I don't think there is a team that they can control the game to a point that you suffer. And that gives you that chance that even without playing fantastic or doing less than other days, you can get a win in, in this league because it's, uh, it's very, very difficult. Southampton was a terrible accident that I, I, I would like to erase it, you know, like gone, delete. Uh, Arsenal is nothing you can do, you know, when you make those mistakes. Uh, the other part of the game, we were the best that we could against a, a, a good Arsenal. So uh, it was about coming back to normal, feeling that even... You know, away from home, you can play your game and you can create chances and you can score goals. That, that's the feeling that we take today. And a good mention to the fans, no? They had a terrible travel back from Southampton, which is a long one. This is another quite long one, so they're going to be going back home quite happy today. I cut the interviewer out there because he's generally a bit rubbish, Nick. No, fair comment. <laughs> <laughs> How was he the last night? He, he wears his heart on his sleeve, of course, when you talk. Well, he, was, he was bouncing. I mean, completely different mood. Funnily enough to last week, I mean, you, you were there on Friday, wasn't it, when we were looking forward to the game, and he was spiky, he was, he was sidestepping issues. Clearly, you know, he wasn't in mm. the best frame of mind last night. In a, well, very, very ebullient mood afterwards. He wouldn't um, be a great poker player, would he? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. He, 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 he does wear his heart on his sleeve, and he's. He, you know, last night he was clearly delighted, and yeah, although he, he sort of denied that pressure was starting to get to to him in the last week, I think it probably was. Gareth, you were more optimistic than most before the game. Anyway, I remember mm -hmm. you and Craig having a conversation. And, um, Crystal Palace were. I've just said they came out like a train, and the first eight minutes it was all hassle, and after that though they didn't really have yeah. much, did they? Um, yeah, it's what you'd expect. Um, they, you just run out of ideas, right? Run out of ideas quite quickly. Um, but they're always a threat when you've got the pace that they had. But and you, you're hoping that you're not going to give them too many opportunities to put those balls into the box. Or like there was a period at the start of the second half where they had four corners in a row and stuff like that. And you think, well, if you give them someone four or five corners in a row. You're well, gonna, you're my gonna give something away. Malassi, yeah, pace. Those but, two and end products non-existent. The thing, or those two, isn't it? That's they the thing. Was the end product? Buckley was having a nightmare at one point with Zaha. It's causing. I mean, Buckley got booked in the end yeah. because the only way he could get get him off his back was literally leap on his back. But you know, as you say, they had an end product. Those two. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's funny. Balassi, I had um, my brother-in-law text us saying how bad he thought he was watching it on telly. Then after the game. Um, a lot of us talking to him said he thought he was their best player so 
I don't know. I we have that with Buckley here, to be mm. fair, every week. Don't we? Everybody has a different opinion on generally. I know that was Balassi, not Buckley. No, I'm saying oh, we have that. I don't, think, that I don't, here, don't think I know anyone who thought Buckley played well. No, not last night, but I think <laughs> last week we were talking about it, saying he was a bit of a marmite player. But anyway, digressing Indeed. a little bit. Talking about end product, talking about end product, though, Nick. Stephen Fletcher's a joy to watch when he's in form like this. Well, I think he is in form at the minute. I'm you know, chatting to him last week about you know his pre-season when he looked sharp. And it was a bit of a mystery as to why it went a bit awry at the start of the season and he got dropped after Queen's Park Rangers. But you know, maybe put that down partly to the tactics that Gus was playing. Um, but since he's come back in against Stoke, you can't fault him. I mean, he wasn't at fault at Southampton and he wasn't at fault against Arsenal. I mean, he, he, he can only do what he can do if he gets the service and he's just not been getting it but last night you know when he's proved the balls are played into him I mean the second goal he scored lovely finish fantastic mm. finish but I mean we, we've mentioned this before Craig we, we haven't been critical of him previously we've questioned whether he could play that that role but he's doing more isn't he I mean you know the little drag back and spin on the ball he did after after mm. he scored the goal it was beautiful to watch and that's just a striker in confidence, but looking interested as well, isn't it? Uh, I mean, there were periods where it wasn't it wasn't just whether he could play the role. He did genuinely look well out of sorts. I don't know mm. fitness or if his head was elsewhere, but he he just he just looked. I don't know, like half the player he does at the moment. Um, and it's funny because on other occasions, sometimes the ball wasn't really sticking in the uh, sort of final third um, last night. But you wouldn't level it at him. It was more the two players wide of him who. Yeah. Who were just giving it away really badly. Well, Benno's big gripe is that you know you watch where Fletcher is on the pitch. At times he's on the halfway line, having to come back and get the ball. And then when you're trying to push into the final third, when you're trying to get the ball in the penalty area, mm. well, Fletcher's on the ball and there's nobody in the box. Yeah, you can't do both. And True. he does get frustrated. I mean, he admit, admitted to me last week that is frustrating for him. And you can see that. You know, he's he's in form at the minute. He's got no niggles. His his ankle's absolutely fine. He's happy. His frame of mind's good. He's playing well. Scotland, Scotland are doing well. At the minute for him, it, it's all coming together. So how do you counter that, I suppose? If he's coming too deep and he's feeling frustrated, and I'm assure, assuming Gus would like to see more of him in the box or certainly getting into those goal-scoring positions, we obviously need someone who's going to link. Drive on. Yeah, and link yeah, it. Comes with know? confidence a lot of that as well, though. Um, Gareth, Fletcher scored a brace against Stoke, mm. and we said a big part of that was down to the fact that Wickham was playing close to him and being involved himself now. From where we watched it, it didn't look like that was evident last night. So yeah, yeah. it's even you know it's even more credit to Fletcher yeah. that he's done that without this, the help of, of Wickham, I guess. Yeah, um, I think last night, I think it was you know pretty clear that we're, we're quite direct. Um, we I don't think we played the ball out from the back as much. We tried to go forward quickly and hit Wickham, hit Buckley because they're tall. Um, we asked Gus to make subtle changes like that. Yeah, he, he did. I mean, if you look at the games against Stoke and 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 Crystal Palace, he he has made people do accuse him of doing the same thing, and that there is subtleties in what he's doing, and you can see that in 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 the game against Stoke and against Palace. Um, yeah, he was more direct, and maybe that's something they can look at getting maybe getting more balls into the box for someone like Fletcher coming onto it because his header was an absolutely brilliant header. Um, and he was, you know, said before before he signed for Sunderland, um, he was the leading head, headed goal scorer in all top European leagues. And he comes to Sunderland. And we, don't think, we don't think of him as a header. 
But he didn't. He didn't score know, a header in his first no. season at Sunderland. Um, it's, it was his, his. I think his first header was that one against Palace yes. uh, last year. So, and that's it. especially with someone like O'Neill managing him initially. You would have thought well, that's when you one had of the McLean, primary focuses of his McLean game. and Johnson on the wings, yeah. and you were thinking, right, we're going to be. There's going to be crosses raining in, and he he got nothing. But he, he still just, scored yeah. 13 goals or whatever. He just again, it was that lone striker thing. He, but it was with Sessegnon support, and it just never really worked. I don't think. I thought, Not um, quite. I think you know, at the moment, Sessegnon's a kind of player that we could do with that kind of player because. Well, we're still Benno's take is Barini's the player that Gus is missing. He said because well, this, the, the way the team set up mm. was absolutely perfect for Barini, and he's not in the team, and mm. that's suffering as a consequence. I mean, Wick- Wickham. I was going to ask oh. people what they thought about Wickham. Dear me, Craig worked hard. Craig, I could have Craig because Craig looks disgusted. He frustrates me. I think he worked hard last night. He tried to put his body a bit more on the line, but. It's, to me, there's just no end product with him. He, it's a bit headless. He, he just runs into people all of the time. When he, that's when he gets on the ball. It's like the Wigan we, down, isn't the it? we saw before that little surge in form last season. It's mm. the exact problem we had at the end of last season was he was going to be out of contract um, <clears throat> in a year, and we all knew it. And he'd come off the bat of a purple patch, so he was holding all the sort of aces, if you like. Well, you think now uh, the club would say, "Come on." Well, no, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's it, isn't it? <laughs> so, the aces but what are now do you do by now? the club? Well, I mean, he's. He's he's in a situation where he doesn't want to sign. He's in a situation where he's not playing as a centre forward. You know, at the minute, his world's falling apart around him because he's he's just not the player he was at the end of last season. But he's going to leave for well nothing. Well, yeah, who's going to take him? But we'll get the well, we'll get we'd get the money in the tribunal, or we you wouldn't get, get what we're paid for. We wouldn't, but well, you probably I bet you'd get five or six million quid. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you would because of what we would. paid from. But we'll, we'll, well, where's I mean, he, who's he, who's going to take him? Who've got five or six million pound? To, well, somebody, to somebody. Promoter clubs would look straight away at a, at a player who's playing the Premier League. But, Absolutely, you know, we don't want to go too far down down that road. But when they put like on like just, I just thought again like he was just disgraceful like. <laughs> Don't mince your words. Well, but you I see, but he's the sort he of player. I mean, I was thinking about this over the last week or two about certain players. Johnson was one that came to mind that we'll all write off and say their attitude stinks or whatever. And then suddenly, within a week, they can mm. pop up like Wickham did last season and score for three out of four games. And suddenly, everyone's writing different headlines and different stories about them. You know, I think the last what's been shown in the last fortnight is that things can change very, very quickly. You know, you look at Southampton. And all the talk at two o'clock on Saturday afternoon, three o'clock, was about the flapping screen at St James's Park and mm. Newcastle <laughs> having to beat Leicester. Two hours later, the talk is all of Sunderland in crisis. They've mm. lost eight nil, and everything's sweet and rosy at St James's Park. You're right, but I think on the on the point of Wickham, it, it it's becoming abundantly clear to me anyway that it last season was certainly a flash in the pan um, because the the record beforehand, yes, he is young. But I mean, the record beforehand, and now afterwards, yeah, he scored this season. He had a good game against Stoke. It looks like a spike now, doesn't that's it? That's probably like the only good game he's. Had. I mean, when the ball goes up to him, you might as well chuck a wrecking ball at a blancmange. It's pointless. It's just <laughs> he, go, he just crumbles on the floor. I mean, what is he wearing? One of like an inflatable muscle suit or something like that? He's honestly <laughs> I'm, for I'm a big lad. It's, it's yeah. odd. He's, he's, he's he, looking at him. His physique. You would think he had all a physical. Strength in the world, he should be. He? he should be. There should be a bit more finesse. I, mean, I agree with Gareth in the sense that, yeah, uh, now the number of games he's played and the level at which he's playing at, something should have been coached into him, and you're just mm. wondering what. It it well, just it. I just don't understand. I just I don't understand what, be, what, why being, you know why he's like is that like is 
there's a negativity around him in his mm-hmm. in his he doesn't look like he enjoys playing football. Like we said this before. Like before we had so that little spurt last season, we, we had that we had that little oh, yeah. sp- before we had that little spurt at the end of the season. I was massively critical of him. Um but any but we talked about he doesn't look like he wants to be there. He doesn't look like he wants to be out there and that's how he looks at the moment. And even in the game against Stoke, there was still an element of this kind of like arrogance about him, like a lack of awareness, like it's like, well, this is what I can do. This is how good I can be. It's like, well, why didn't you do that every week then? Being like, young's not enough as well. You need to want it. You need to be hungry. Like, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned like he's young and I, I've said that as well as a sort of means of caveat, but he's he's got a lot at a young age. Like, I always think of the comparison between him and say Colback and Henderson who started on young players' wages, if you like, and they've come through, earned more money. He's come in on, I don't know his salary, but, you know, it's probably going to be a decent salary, isn't it? And he's come in at that level. He hasn't had to earn it. Now he's demanding 60,000 a week, by all accounts. Is he? Well, he's going to be lucky to get that anywhere and he's ever. As you say, does he look look interested? I don't agree with you. I think Gareth hit the nail on the head. I don't think he is that interested in playing football. Which makes it... You know, sort of alarming that he's 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 getting into the starting eleven. I guess. And I want to ask you lads about mm. Altador last night because you were there. Now on the telly, his input looked minimal, but I just want to know why he played. Did he replace Wickham and go straight in the left wing, or did he play closer to Fletcher? He can't was out remember, on the left. Wasn't can't he? remember much about him. No, he came <laughs> back and made one tackle in the sort of left back position. I remember because yeah, he was right in front of me. He didn't imprint his no. presence on the game last night. Thank from God, what I can remember. Oh. Yeah. Well, but does <laughs> Wickham do? But I mean, you know, we can we can talk about Aldo and say what we like about Aldo. Is well, Wickham doing enough to keep somebody let, like Aldo the team to do way. the same role? Let's put it this way: he did his classic turn round and run into someone and give a free kick away when the ball's in the air. Who? Wickham, for all he's terrible, that is just a basic thing that you can't do in football. Why can he not learn that you can't? Wait, the ball bounces over. You can't just turn and run into somebody like that is basic football skills <laughs> like it's 101 like get you oh, I, I've got I've just got no time for him you, like, need, you, need, <laughs> to come, you need to come up with an analogy about a bit of and a reckon ball know, well, that won't tired. be better this season I can <laughs> guarantee tired. it but, but we'll, well, we'll, the we'll obvious stick. option would be Johnson who actually does well, I work hard that. and track I want to mention back. that because we'll stick with the sub so what do we think how do we think it made an impact on it then because like I say Nick people screaming at the telly all over Wayside, I'm sure, saying, get Johnson on, get Johnson on for Wickham. He puts Altador on, now for whatever reason it's worked, is that just the shape? That, you know, it's sort of more direct, as Gareth was saying earlier? probably was the shape. Just to get I the mean, ball away from the danger area? Yeah, I, I mean, you can't, you know, hindsight now, you you, you know, he got it right, didn't he? I mean, he always does with these subs, doesn't he? Oh, that, well, I, no, see, I, I don't think he did. He, he, does, see, he does a lot. Southampton and Arsenal, I think he got the subs the completely wrong. And Burnley. Okay. Yeah. I, I retract the way I have three years that then. But I know what you mean, Steve. Yeah. I agree. He usually has a good game plan. And I was, we were all kind of screaming, get Wickham off especially, but also Buckley or Gomez. There was three, the three of, then Buckley and Gomez linked up for a goal. Yeah despite doing not a great deal mm. else in the game so I, I, you know he's vindicated his game plan worked mm-hmm. tell how me about much Gomez, that was down to, well, uh, uh, Gomez um, I, I, he's a neat and tidy player for me I don't keeps, think he's keeps he keeps ball, possession well but he's he's not an attacking midfielder he's always going to get the ball hold it play it off hold it play it off but he's never going to burst into the penalty area he's not going to be a marauding sort of like holding. that back yeah a little bit um you see that you know, Gomez is another one you, know, you think well what's he adding to the team in terms of attack in, in, and then he'll produce a goal like that last night 
and that goal at Birmingham City, you know. So he likes to have a go. Um, give him his due. He's, he's happy to have a punt from 25 yards, 30 yards. He wants to take the free kicks. But I think he's a tidy player, and I'm I'm not convinced that in sometimes in the way the team's set up or the, the personnel they've got in that 11 that he complements it. He's almost in some ways. Enough. No, that's it, it's, yeah. he's, he's a bit of a luxury player in a sense. If you if you want if you've gone two 0 up and you want to keep contain the game and hold it, great. But if you if it's nil and you want to get one up, I don't think Gomez is the player. Does that help get in a game like yesterday's or Gareth? Because when a team like Palace are going to be high intensity coming at you, it helps to have a player like that. Now, when, when Gus is whenever Gus is asked about Gomez, he said he says he controls the game. So is that what he meant? Now we might, it might not look great. Nick's just said there he isn't really authoritative he, you know he doesn't have he loads does of the ball away quite he doesn't a lot sometimes last time. night he, he gave it away well. last night I, I mean other games I think he's holding it a little bit better than he did last night I thought last night he was giving it away quite a lot but then so was a few but others who, I guess who, yeah exactly yeah. he's the most bizarre player I can remember seeing for Sunderland <laughs> <laughs> elaborate I just can't I just don't understand I want another analogy about a Blumange I don't know it's just <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's bad um, at all I just, uh, I just, I've never seen a player like. I've said it before. It's like he's in his own little. You felt similar about Jack space. Callback, though, didn't you? No, it's different. You weren't for it's different. Fan, this yeah. is different. I'm not saying it. I'm not talking about the style of play or anything. Every like it is, you know, like in. Well, what are you talking in about? Father, in Father Ted, when when the when the the, the, the pre silver seventy five annual yeah. football five aside, that's what it's like watching him play. <laughs> yeah, but he's not out of his depth. I can't understand it. it. When he passes the ball, it's like going da dunk da dunk da dunk da dunk. <laughs> but it gets there. It's, I can't understand it. I've Not never always. seen. I've never. Well, I've never seen anything like it. Even his goal, he was like the ball came across mm. and it was like da dunk da dunk da dunk. And then he was like kind of winding up for this shot. He, and he hit his body it. up great to be fair. But it, yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Even, it didn't go in with any pace. It just kind of like. But the accuracy was on the gap. Didn't no, it, it just went in. The gap. But it's weird. The only place that would have went I'm in never, at that speed and that. I've never seen. Like he always looks like he's going to get caught on the ball. Like all he never looks. He's cool, but he never looks like he's under pressure. He looks like he's going to give it away every time. It's weird. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. Well, like following on from what Nick was saying, I'm not really sure what his his role is. So you can see what what Larson brings. You can see what Catmore brings. I know he scored. See, I, I suppose he scored a, a goal. But what is he? What, I mean, what is a lot of teams do have these players who are just known as continuity players. But, but generally, not that, generally they're surrounded by like Nick said, players with autonomy and stuff, and we don't have that. So I guess it's just mm. more notable that he. He, he isn't but doing a lot. If he was, what was he brought in well, to yeah, be? Yeah, what was he brought in? I mean, what you know, he, was he not just a speculative signing because he was because he was available, or because he was I mean, afraid, you, th- you look at him and you think he should be able to do Catamol's role rather than Bridcut, but you're not convinced he's, he's not tenacious strong enough, enough yeah, tenacious definitely. enough to to sit in that and yeah. do what Catamol does. So is he is he a Larson? No, because he doesn't run around and he's not a natural yeah. sort of winger. Or, but yeah, sort of. <laughs> Doesn't shout and talk at the referees all the time, and, yeah. um, and and is he an attacking midfielder? Well, he knows not, so he's playing further forward. He's, that's not his role. I'm not. I was never convinced by him at Wigan, but no. I'm, I'm. I don't know. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure what to. I'm like Gareth. Can't I'm not work sure him out. Quite what to make of him? You don't know. You don't know what. You, I mean, he does good things. He created a goal against West Brom. He's quite easy on the eye as well. He created. He, he created uh, <laughs> goals at Tottenham. <laughs> Um, the the yeah, equaliser. He, yeah. um, he scored at Birmingham. He scored. So he's he's Instead doing. West Brom as well, he's doing yeah. things. That's he what I said. Yeah, he he's, he's doing mm. stuff. But, but is he good? Is he good enough to have in the team? Not doing things for the, long. The thing, what I would say, what I would say is, in a situation last night, and it, it does show a weakness in the squad where Rodwell's out. 
Now, he might have been thinking, oh, I'll play Rodwell. But if you, repl- you like, Gomez isn't a replacement for Rodwell. No. So it's not I like, oh, Rod- yeah. So it's it's like, well, how does that affect things if you're going to bring a player like Gomez in to replace Rodwell? Do you have to change the way you're going to play, which affects it affects things? Well, what about the fact that we had to take a left back off? And put a centre back to right back and a right back to left back who was playing his first game and played very well for the yeah. But when you looked at Van Arnhold getting down that line, he's offering width. I'm not d- defending Wickham, um, but you know, it completely imbalances the side having this right footed left back. You're suddenly a right back to be fair to Virginia, could have scored twice and he, he was getting forward pretty well, but he's not going to really get on the outside and put balls in, so you really want Buckley to to do that and it wasn't happening for him in in that sense so suddenly the whole team you're wondering well what's the shape you have to what's see, the plan well, it's very disappointing about Van Arnold Nick but I mean people know now that I think he's been fan of the season I think he's a great player and we were just saying after the, the Stoke game you know we had Jones and Van Arnold and it changed the whole dynamics yeah, of the side now we have both of those guys injured and that, the, that's, that's, that's a worry it's the same old perennial problem isn't it a left back just finally find one and yeah. now he's injured and you've inevitably got a right back playing across on the left and Reveille did he did yeah. he, was he yeah. did very well I mean and clearly now what looks like will happen is that he'll play there for the next yeah. however many well, weeks Jones should Virginia be back play. soon shouldn't he Jones I think is another couple of weeks isn't it That's so after national three day. weeks so he'd be due might be, be just about come back for the but you're not going to rush see, Jones back. can play at left back yeah exactly so the other, the other so concern is of course that we get one more injury or one suspension we literally have no defenders well he's saying he said last night Rod Gus, that a couple of youngsters will, be, will have to come up yeah. into the first team squad because Thomas Robson's the only other left back and there's a, couple, there's a centre back that they're quite like isn't there I can't mm, remember what he's Aggie, called he's in the, no he's a midfielder I think he signed a contract last week Martin Smith it's one of Martin Smith he was telling us the other night I can't remember his name but but Tom Bradley or something Tom Tom, I don't know I've just made that up these players at the moment aren't even on the bench you know it, it is a concern that we've got so few numbers at the back look we we'll, we'll won the game so you don't want to be too too negative but we've won it at a cost that it we've always been very close to well, being crisis point at the back the big thing is the momentum now I mean, into into the Everton game because I mean they've, they've got a nice foundation to go into the international break with a win or a draw against Everton and mm. just got that little bit of breathing space because the other fixtures for the teams down there aren't favourable for them and if you can just get to the international break and you can be three or four points clear of the bottom three mm. you've given yourself you've bought yourself a bit of time you've got you know mixed fixtures up to Christmas mm. um, not necessarily to say it's going to look rosier at Christmas mm. Benno and I were but trying I mean- to work out points up to Christmas and then work it out for the season and still think you never get those right you sit and do that you you never get that right but the thing is whatever way you look at it it still looks like it's going to be a scrap at the Mm -hmm. end of the season you you mentioned momentum going into the Everton game now it will be broke on a little bit because he has to change the team we've just said that he's going to have to the back four might steal like it finished the game possibly will midfield he will have to make a change cut them all suspended now Britcut's going to play there's no doubt about that even if I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Rodwell was fitting people to say Rodwell might stay there. Nick knows. He comes out all the time and says Britcut knows that role 100%. There's not a doubt in my mind Britcut will play what was great for him was now we we we've mentioned that he's been getting he's been getting stick possibly on definitely unfairly mm-hmm. from some sections of the fans now you know isn't that great for him that he he robs somebody of the ball Brilliant. and gets an assist to his name that's going to make him feel better talked about well momentum well, going into next game I mean when yeah. I saw him come on I thought is he the player you want to come on now yeah. <laughs> especially in a defensive capacity but actually did alright he was fine wasn't he yeah. which is what he needed though as well wasn't it well, because he's going to start yeah, the next game yeah. I'll tell you what Catamull's form's dipped a bit as well and if he can really because, you know, because if, if, he'd sat on, if he'd sat on the bench and, and watched you know if it goes made another change and we'd still won the game 3-1 or 2-1 mm-hmm. or whatever he's not involved mm-hmm. in that as well and he thinks alright oh, I'm starting next game so it was clever management actually yeah, it's great yeah, to put him on and get him involved in I didn't yeah. think that it's clever management that I think he's yeah. done that with the next game in mind, knowing Catamore's out, and I yeah. didn't even consider it. That, that, like, but he, he has a chance to make a mark because he knows I'm starting this game yeah. now. Like, if if he plays well enough, exactly. Catamore. Similar situation with the goalkeeper, of course. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. Pantelimon, apart from his distribution, mm-hmm. was pretty good. I think he one, I don't think one his distribution's no, great, well, by the way. His is yeah. terrible. He's got yeah. a bit awry the last few weeks, mm. but I think that's probably indicative of his general. Demeanour, he's been a bit fragile. Mm. I can't recall um, Bridcut starting a game and, and playing particularly badly. No, I don't think um, so. Like when he's come on a substitute, um, he's, he's struggled at but times. He doesn't throw himself in the tackles like Catamol, so the fans so he, don't yeah. see it like yeah. that, do they? But I think in games where he started, I think he's the been only fine. I thought it was poor, poor, poor was the Birmingham game. The at uh, the cup. St Andrews, yeah. Well, I didn't, I None didn't of us watched that next. You I can't was, get that on the Dodgers. I, 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 I thought he was. I didn't think he bad. I didn't think he had a great game at all. I just thought he was too negative. I just thought he sat mm, and didn't. Yeah. It, it was classic. Get the ball and play it backwards. I'm too terrified to push it forward. And he did look like he lacked confidence. And just, it was. Fun and it was a championship team. Yeah. Struggling championship but team. I thought he didn't stamp any authority on it. Didn't you think the Gomez was equal? But yeah, but <laughs> you, you could point the finger. You could point the finger at a lot of players that night. Yeah, and they were yeah, poor yeah. first half especially. Yeah. Because they they just came at us quick. Yeah, they did uh, on the wings. Um, what date is it? What are we talking about? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's important. I know, I know, I know. We need him to not be that. That player, yeah. I suppose, mm-hmm. on the weekend. He's got to impose we? himself. And he's up against the team, size, which is going to be difficult, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's a good test for him, but yeah, he, he should embrace the challenge, yeah. though, shouldn't he? Yeah, I think you that's, hope so. that, that, I think that's the, the thing about last night as well. It was, you know, the the, the, the past couple of weeks, you know, the, the character of the team's been questioned, and last night, that that I don't think the Arsenal game was the, the right game for them to answer it in. I know they, they, they competed in the Arsenal game. They could have had a point if they hadn't done what they did, and I would, you know, you look at some of the games over the weekend, and they were equally as dour as that one. You know, Newcastle got the edge over Liverpool, and it's very similar game to that Arsenal game. Mm. It's just sometimes the way it goes, and if you stay in the game, you've got a chance of getting the result. That's mm. what they did last night. Well, the shows of players are were, on the side still as well, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, they were they, as a unit, they weren't they weren't at the best. As a, as a team, they weren't at the best. It wasn't like last season at the end where no, they were no, playing really well. All, um, but you've got to win the the mini battles in the game, and they defended well. 
because the, I mean the own goal was you know they restricted the one shot on target which led to the goal. The own goal is just one of, in in this situation. I wouldn't say it was one of those ludicrous ones. I mean he's got he's getting back in to try and defend. He switched yeah. off to be fair. He's trying to do something about it. And it's just one of those things where well, it's gone off the post. Larson and Buckley as well. They were doubling up on Balassi yeah. and Zaha. They were doubling up in the penalty area. Players O'Shea was one of his best games yeah, where he's, he's reading it he's, defend, he's getting in front of Brown and tidying up and so uh, as a unit they did yeah. play well and Ravier slotted into that yeah. Special mention of Rocher Craig because I, I've been a critic in the past now I know he is the captain but I've, I always look at him and Brown and I always think Brown's a more authoritative of the two generally but the last few weeks that's changing definitely uh, Brown I like him but I think he, get, he gets the plaudits because he makes showy tackles. He gets in, he gets, yeah. he get, he's in your face, isn't he? I mean, O'Shea to me is the thinker and Brown's yep. the thumper. Oh, that's why I like O'Shea and, better. And that's why there's a relationship that works well but between I mean, them, I think. I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with that, but I, I still think that O'Shea's deserved criticism in the past because he, he looks slow on the term, clumsy at times. But what I mean is, last night, I mean, last night before the game, I looked when I was watching on the, on the telly and he looked really focused and he, like he was concentrating and like he really was on a mission and I thought straight away I, I noticed that now I, don't, I can't mm. say I, I closely watch him normally you know, I'll yeah. be honest yeah. but that was noticeable straight away and he really I don't, you can't say this without being cliched but he put in a captain's performance yeah, last night, didn't yeah. he well I, I think he's um, I think he's had a, of, of the players he's been one of the best players this season I think he's been a solid performer Um you know, you don't hear his name sang very often. Or Larson's. I think Larson's been really mm. good this season for the most part. The occasional quiet game where he's not been able to impose himself. But I think both of them, you know, they're exactly what normally Sunderland fans would like. That they, they, you know, they're committed to the. I like what I liked goal. about um, Larson's Larson's input to the first goal last night, the crossfield ball. Oh, that was lovely. And it was either the commentator, I can't remember, or the core commentator, and one of them sort of mm. the way he described it was like, "Oh, well, that's a bit ambitious." Oh, oh but he, but he's managed it, exactly. and, then, yeah, and then we yeah. scored, which was great. So. Yeah, um, I mean, he's got a great range of passing, Larson. He just sometimes can't find the space to use it because he's not the quickest. But that's you could say that about pretty much our A little bit quicker and a little spot. bit stronger, he would be a great. He would be an outstanding know, player. He's, he's not that weak. Mm. He's tenacious. Yeah, but he's not weak like say. No, I'm not saying he's really saying his weak. Name, but, but what I mean is, <laughs> but if he, if he did have a little bit more power, a little I think more he's PSU quite. I think he's quite sort of combative. I think. I know, he's not. He's not there. He's wired for games, and he yeah. get. And, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. He's the one that's in the referee's ear all the time. You need one of them. <clears throat> yeah. You need Raji. someone. You do, right? Yeah, but you need someone. You need, have a go right? the ref. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you go back to that. The thing I always remember, apart from the fact I was depressed about losing that derby five-one, was Kevin Nolan and uh, Joey Barton refereed it. They were in Dowd's face in his ear all the time. That's exactly what you need. At least one. Of them to do that. Don't want to get too close to Dowd's face and we get sucked <laughs> in. <laughs> but Lake Catamol last night. What do we think about Lake Catamol last night? You're talking about combat of players and the players who are in the referees. Oh, I was right. going to say on the on the telly he didn't look great, if I'm being honest. But I thought he, he did he, some. He said high standards off himself. But what so I would say about him, I didn't think he had it. He wasn't at his best, but he still was doing stuff that had to be done. He was tracking runners into the box. He was on the edge of the box, picking up bits and pieces. He was defending. So he wasn't having a he wasn't having a good game by his standards, like you say. But he was still he didn't you know he wasn't like he that's the thing he battles he battles out of his, his bad spells, which are quite like he, he doesn't, doesn't hide down, he doesn't, he doesn't hide down. anywhere doesn't I didn't like and that's whether he got the yellow card because he just got frustrated and typically it was a classic catamole challenge wasn't it but I, I, you're right I don't think he had one you know he, he didn't have one of his better games mm. last night and Arsenal again he didn't and. 
by his own admission at Southampton, he pulled out of the challenge on Schneiderlin because he knew he was on the yellow card. So, you know, that's been hanging over in the last couple of weeks as well. It's it's a shame that he's now going to miss, as he says, three weeks of football when he needs to play Saturday to Saturday to Saturday. You know, he could have just hold on, held on for another week and, and you know, mm. picked up the suspension when he's only missing maybe beginning of, beginning of mm. December, that game against Manchester City, a midweek game, which what his, was his ideal, he says himself, you know, he'd have missed a midweek game and still be playing Saturday to Saturday. I think that, you know, it's it's getting to that period after this next international break. You know, they could, if they can get a good result on Sunday, they've got a good chance to set themselves up because I think it, if we can get those players back from injury, I mean, Van Aanholt, now he's the latest one to go potentially long-term. It could be six weeks, couldn't it, that one? like It's a nasty one. Yeah, so it could be. I mean, it might be two or three games. It might be like, because Fletcher came back surprisingly quick from his when he did his mm. at West Brom that time. Um, but it, that that's getting into December time. And then if we can get Alvarez back, we can get Jack Arini back. And then we're going into that. And I think that'll suit Sunderland more than some teams having the games... Like coming quickly around like around New Year, you know, a game every two or three days, and we've got we've got players in there that you can pop in. And I mean, we, them out. And we we speak about the the lack of attacking options and creative options, like we, you mentioned there, because Jack Arena Alvarez are out, and of course Johnson didn't play last night, yeah. so he now becomes one of those options, yeah. doesn't he? Because yeah. he isn't in the starting eleven, and he didn't come on, so now you look at him as a player, an impact player from the bench almost, and it changes the dynamics like that a little bit, doesn't it? Just trying to put a positive spin on. I was a weak squad. Well, I, I mean, they've shown with character that even though the squad is weak in terms of bodies, they they do still have a temperament when they when they knit together and knuckle down to actually be a difficult team to beat. You know that terrible accident as Gus described Southampton. I mean, nobody saw that coming. And you know how many discussions have there been? Had there been that penalty, would the game been different? Would it have been such a scarring sort of defeat? They weren't playing that badly in the first they half. They weren't. And it's gifted two goals. I still personally, I think it was Gus's substitutions that it, 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 it was the wrecking gates. ball. Yeah. And, that, and had he not made those, next terrible changes. Of course, I don't know. Who, <laughs> I don't know who would say would make good changes. You know what I mean? I generally compare the previous managers, right? No, but they've got they've got that. They've, they have got there's they've got the win now like that, I was saying it was this was the game it was the first big game of the season they've won the game the 8-0 should be gone now is what you're saying it's not sort yeah, of hanging they, over you but now, they should they should be looking forward it, that, it's they a can, difficult they, place to go and get a win in the, in the they, I think just think people need to take out you know we're not going to we're not going to be so I just think like, sometimes people judge Sunderland at the same level as, as judging you know a, a top team and we're not a top team and you, sometimes you're just going to have to dig into games and, and get results and that maybe he's tried to mm. play a certain way recently and it hasn't quite worked and as a result of being on the receiving end of you know they got beaten off off QPR which is arguably a worse result than the Southampton one in the context of things and at those points maybe you got to look at things and say well maybe we just need to take a step backwards sort of build from the back again get that solid base in place and then go from there and try and regain the confidence through winning games and then try and be a bit more expansive when you've got Jagarini, you've got Alvarez. But at the moment it might you might just have to go pragmatic, be functional, get results and then when we get these players back, that's when you can go at them. Go at teams more often. It's uh, interesting as well that we're actually getting a chance to play one of these Europa League teams. Yeah. After they've played on a Thursday oh, and that. that's a good point. And mm. if we win 
we actually go above Everton. I know. Which is remarkable. Wouldn't I'm going to pinch that from a, a pre-match podcast on Thursday. I never thought of that. Yeah, well, I, it I, just I, crossed I, my mind. I mean, Everton, I don't think Everton had the, you know, they've no. not had a great start by their standards. <clears throat> and the Europa League, some of that Europa League is, you know, haunts teams. Mm. And is it because of that? I don't know, but I think it's a good time for Sunderland to play them. Well, Look at Spurs. I mean, the, the yeah. Newcastle, one example of uh, a team that needed, kind of needed a win and, and they beat them. But they've lost other games. They've lost against West Brom at home. Everton. And yet when we saw them mm. at the Stadium of Light, the they looked like a world beach. thought yeah. that team is going to be one hell of a team. And since then, as you say, they haven't been able to I don't to think Ever- Everton's Sunday record's been too great. That's what I'm saying. Like, they mm. beat Burnley, but come on. You know, it was Burnley. Well, they're not scoring goals. That you know, the, yeah. At the minute, it's a good time to, I think to play in, them at home, I think. Especially I think, off the bat of a win. Yeah. What is really important for Sunderland is that they get ahead in games. Mm. Um, because when, when they go behind, I think... They really struggle to get back into it, but, that, but when 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 we get ahead, before Southampton, no, they hadn't like us. Tottenham struck early, and we went down a goal down to Manu, and then we were behind uh, at West Brom. Actually. Yeah, and they, they came back in. Well, I think went up at West Brom, didn't they? Yeah, then down, but, but then, then went down. down. Yeah. Yeah. but if you look at, I think the characters looked okay before that. Obviously, mm. what we're hoping I just think it's the anomaly you can stay against Southampton. Mark Gabbiadini made that point before the Palace game. He said he wants he would like to see Sunderland score first. And see what that, how that makes the, and there's an argument for that last night. Okay, they got away with the penalty, but Sunderland did score first, and you always had the feeling. I had that feeling they would, but they, you know, even yeah. they conceded the equaliser, they would still, you know, get their noses in front again. I think it changes you the dynamic in a team's there, heads if yeah. they do get yeah, the goal. If we've gone behind, Palace, I think we would have lost. And I said to you guys again when we were talking yesterday, and I said Palace will give you chances, didn't I? I think I was. We all kind of knew. Well, that. The, the manager's a championship manager, mm. isn't he? He's, He's barely not now. Well. He's a he's a, almost a parody of himself in a way. Pathetic last night, embarrassing that was. Just to, for him to, to to say the things he said at one point, criticizing someone. We are not we are too nice because someone kicked the ball out of play once or something or what? Like grow up. Like look at you. Look at the deficiencies you've got in your team and try and fix it. I mean, they're slagging the referee off. You know, like sometimes managers will come out and go, "I wasn't happy with this decision," but mm. if I talk about the referee, I'll get in trouble. He just like turns every question about the referee's decisions, no matter what it is. But what was great is because we knew we knew that was coming as well, didn't we? Yeah. I was actually anticipating, waiting there in anticipation for his interview, thinking, and I was actually yeah. said, uh, you "You've done it for yeah. years." I said, "Oh, last I said, yeah. like, I can't wait for, um, I can't wait yeah. for one interview yeah. because yeah. he's, he's just going to mourn about the penalty." And he uses it, and he uses that as his. Is he a qualified uh, referee? So. He uses that as a stick. He's a qualified to something. Yeah. But he uses that. That's his sort of justification mm. for making comments about referees isn't it because he feels he's in a position mm. to be able to do so because he knows the rules But I imagine he'll also be a qualified manager and <laughs> he needs to maybe focus more on the fact he's that than a, than, than a qualified referee because he isn't actually working but he's as a, a whiner. referee I mean, I, you'd I, be worried I, if you were Palace I see him he's just whining if you were, yeah. you would be worried if you were a Palace fan they were saying we were absolutely terrific tonight because if that's their <sighs> their version of terrific, he said? yeah, he said um, we were they were brilliant. He said they were brilliant. It's like you had one shot on target and you got beat three mm. one. That was a pretty poor game in general, and they just huffed and puffed. Mm. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of us under Bruce towards the end when we'd pile in at teams for about twenty minutes and then run out of gas and lose one nil. Broken on, yeah, which obviously didn't quite exactly the same. But right, all right. Question of the week now. I haven't got one. Have you not? No. Well, not well, do you that. Should know, should you should know. You, you, you're involved in the well, game. Well, I don't. I don't. Panic on Gary's face. Then when he's. I know. You mean you haven't solved it? You make one up yeah. and make up some answers. Come on. Who you, is with better, it, you've got to Messi wing it. or Ronaldo? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, actually, here's my question. Will we be able to get out of here in time to watch Real Madrid-Liverpool? That yes, like, that sounds like. Will Barini start for Liverpool tonight? Well, he Mike should, Moore, in my opinion. If you get the internet on, I am HO. He should be. Do you think? Because between them, those what well, we're not going to start. I know. Liverpool. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Anfield. Come on, yeah. yeah, welcome to the Anfield. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just had to get Barini in because we. Well, he's been in. in, in oh, they dropped him. They bomb earlier. Yeah, of course he did. Oh well. I hope people pick that up because the the it went mental. The um. The the uh, what do you call it? There's my technical knowledge. So I want to call it. It was just mostly nonsense. Thingy jig. The thingy yeah. me jig was going off the charts. I hope this is getting edited out because no, it no, won't. We, we, we don't waste time editing <laughs> things out. No. This is the the this shows is will be like generally natural. a lot better if we could be bothered to do that, but we don't. No, I don't have the word. This is what people tune in for. If people Great want banter. If people want it, yeah. I mean, we could easily go back and edit it out with a bit where I said what's the question of the week, but we won't do that. No, we're just like the question look like a fool. of the week. Somebody caught in touch and said, "Oh, is there a question this week?" And I said, "No." I thought there was. No, what? what last week, no, that shows how, how on the ball you are. I've been busy. Maybe we need to have a chat about your input in our social network <laughs> and um, output because that's why I got Craig on board though. Well, oh, no, but I've been away. All he's done is gone. Well, let's have a Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Okay. Got bored of that. Now you've got to update it. Right. You update it. I I'll, do I'll come up with the idea, and then you've got to update it. I do update it. it occasionally. I've been away this weekend. I've not. Well, had time you're always this. away. Well, yeah, sorry, I've got a social life. <laughs> been away on one of these hipster holidays. Yeah, yeah I've been has, right? in a London he's got flat. Lo- you know, that, that, yeah, Kevin, that Kevin Kilbane at the Cash Point story. Yeah. Got loads of those. He's been loads to Shoreditch. Made friends with an American. On the train home, you know, I've mm-hmm. been broadening my social circle. Yeah. Where's well, he from? Dallas, did you say? Yeah. Was, was this Simon the Indian Texan? Yeah, <laughs> I made friends with. Uh, I went to Lake Orient on Saturday and Red made friends Indian. with a Spurs fan who had given up Spurs after reading a couple of books about like lower league football. Ah, uh, one of these and, people. No, well, he, he said he was giving it a try. It was. A you're going to you're, you're going like to go nice down ball. that road, Craig. Oh, I yeah. tell it. No, no, it was it was fun at Orient. Be like, supporting uh, Darlington in, yeah, in a few years, won't he? Be Darlington too big. Coventry was that? It was Coventry, yeah. So. We had a bit of a laugh, Sunland maybe mate singing Jimmy Hills or something over there, and you know, yeah, enjoying some. We could we had a bit of banter together. together. <laughs> what was that, that about your <laughs> social life? I'd, well, I know, yeah. I, what was I doing when you were there? I was just in the house and me dressing gown, watching the football. That was mine. I drank well, three cans of beer and had a whiskey at the end. Well, then I had a lot more drinks after that, and this is good, isn't it? I'm not editing this out. It's so. an exciting <laughs> my weekend, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah. yeah. You asked well, for it. <laughs> there, is anybody still listening? Well, that was the question <laughs> of the week. What did Craig get up to <laughs> when he was in London for three nights? More than that, I think was it was it five. Right? Simon, wait, did wait he talk to Simon the Indian Texan? <laughs> wait until the book comes out. Wait until the book comes <laughs> yeah. out. Who's, who's, <laughs> who's ghostwriting your book? I don't need a ghostwriter, do I? I'm doing it myself. Well. <laughs> I'll get Nick to do the audio book version. Nick wrote a book, didn't he, about Keen, yeah. and then he got sacked. Yeah, <laughs> Manson and I both met, wrote books, and weeks well, after they came out, he got sacked, didn't he? You might be able to buy it on Amazon for cheap. Time, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You might be able to get it on Amazon for like one pence or something. Books. So brilliant books. Well, I'm going to dig it out, try and find it, and read it. Yeah, Oscar. <laughs> there's a, there's a, isn't there a? You should bring out your um, copies of your uh, uh, ever popular via the medium of Twitter. Um, your Match day. Um, a matchbook and matchbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I tried to go to Brentford on Saturday, right, and they wouldn't let us in because um, you had to have previously bought tickets. I thought it was a bit silly that they were turning away custom, but it was because Derby had sold their away end out, so they were worried that I don't know. All oh, right, okay. some radgies from Derby were going to get tickets in the home end, but it seemed a bit. We dressed like, as a ram. We really have gone off <laughs> on a tangent now, haven't we? 
I think we're better. <laughs> yes. we just... so have we ever done that at our, our ground? Know. Is that something that happens everywhere? I or? don't know. Listen, right. It's a, it's Question a, of the week. It's the last episode of a flat now, so if you don't like that, you turn haven't it turned off. off already. Yeah, you probably have turned off already. I'm probably talking to nobody here. <laughs> we, we've, we've enjoyed doing the shows, talking about a win. God knows when it'll happen again, let's be honest. This is Sunderland. Now, we'll beat Evan, won't we? No probs at all. Oh, Thanks for listening. Over and out. After being let down by the Football League show lads, Alan and Steve are left feeling increasingly desperate in their attempt to save the flat and salvage their Geordie dreams. Luckily, while sleeping on the sofa, Alan had plenty of time to catch up on his Sky Sports News viewing and amidst the hopeless prayers he might see Newcastle link with a new signing, he has an idea when a familiar face pops up on screen hanging out of a car window. Steve, I know it's your dream to be amongst your people, but they're not mine. I've tried and I've tried to appease them. I've lit their collective 52,000 screaming backsides, but they won't listen. Even when they can see we're straggling worse than at M is with his gut, they give us no sympathy. You've got to work on your addiction, Steve. You can't keep bidding for strikers. It's not healthy and it's not helpful. Maybe you need to follow in the footsteps of the mother, Jody. Gaza and get some help. Maybe it's time to sell up. I know just the man who can do us a deal. Sorry to hear you feel like that, Alan. Absolutely I am. For starters, you know you're only as good as your strikers. There's nothing wrong with wanting more of them. Better ones. You'll not get far in this league without girls, Alan. You should know that more than most. Without you, there's no flat, though. That's for sure. And maybe I can work more on doing a deal for Ben Jarney if I'm in Hull more often. I know this is a glorious location, but who's going to offer us the money we need? Harry, of course. He's always in that car of his talking to journos. I'll ring Joe up. He can put the phone up to any manager in the world, so we'll get the message on Harry. Of course. I've great admiration for the man, and you never know. If he heads up here, maybe there's a chance I can sign Bobby off him. He loves his strikers, and I've got Matty Fryer here to offer an exchange. Absolutely. This is the best idea you've had since blaming everything on the Europa League. Delightful, Alan. The next day, Alan is sat in front of Sky Sports News with that mournful, bittersweet look of resignation on his face as Newcastle are yet again linked with nobody in the transfer market when that familiar face pops up on the screen again in an even more familiar location. Steve, put that biscuit down his ear. Harry, me old mucker. We thought you wasn't going to come. I heard nothing from Joe after I called him last night. No, Alan, it's terrific that you called. I've always fancied investing up here. I couldn't text you to let you know, because of me illiteracy and all that. And Joe was off on one at the end of the call, something about when he won the league in Ghana, and it made him king. You know what he's like. All too well, Harry. But at least you're here, that's the main thing. I need to get back to me roots. <sighs> all right, Harry, great to see you. Heard you're looking to offload Bobby. Fancy a swap with us for Matty Fryett? He'll not let you down, that's for sure. I thought it was he about a flat. What's all this about, Alan? I've told you all before, I'm not a f***ing wheelie dealer. Calm down, Harry. You, you know, Steve, he's got... Well, he's got a thing for strikers, hasn't he? You shouldn't know this. It's why you blocked this phone, but, uh, back to the matter in end. What can you do for us, Harry? Well, lads, I don't do deals, as you know. But I've been on to Tony before I came up here, and he said I got a cracking deal done with a landlord to get you out of contract. I've not been able to read the terms myself, but I trust the man. I must say, lads, it's a top, top flat. Even I wouldn't mind living up here. Well, well, I didn't think it'd be this emotional, but, well, it's me roots. 
and I'm not one to give up, and it's, well, leaving me bitterly disappointed. Just look at that cup run. We ran through brick walls to stay in there, beating just one Premier League side on our way to the final, and that was without Jelly and Longy. Well, at least I can say I've gone down fighting again, but, well, it hurts. Steve, don't talk about caps in front of Alan. It's a sensitive subject. Since he took one of my old clubs, West Ham, to the Gerald final, he's not been able to have a go since. They won't let him up here. It's not the Newcastle way. Neither of you managed to win it like I did anyway. Landlord tomorrow, wrap the deal up, now Tony sorted it, and I've got the man to move in. The sun rises over the River Tyne, shining on Bruce's lamentable face. He spent all night staring out over his city. Just like you can't trust a loan signing, you just can't trust renting. Yes, well, it's sad to be uprooted once again, but I'll be back one day. I'll buy next time. It'll be better than another loan. I mean rental, that's for sure. Don't be too down, Steve. Just think of the money you'll left for strikers when you're back living at the KC rent-free. You can get them in for talks any hour of the day and night. Oh, what, Steve, it's Bendy. Fancy Nando's, Macca. What's this? Stabbed in the back? Where's Harry? What you want about, Steve? He's off back down landing, innit? This is my new what's it? Tenant. He's hoping Alan might come in with a bid for me, you see. He's signed me up, but he wants me to move on again. Something about his missus, Sandra. I'm not having all that again. Well, at least Joe's not here to scupper her chances this time. We almost had your dad's till he stepped in. I remembers it well. Graham followed you to Nice. I know you wanted Nando's, but the hard rock had to do. You was happy. Joe takes you to Nando's, gets a chicken cob and coleslaw order, then offers you less per week than your last pair of trainers cost. Poor. I'll get on a blow to Mike. If you're free, we'll have a look-see. You're a top pro, Daz, with your future in front and behind you, in and around the box. Well, this isn't quite being hounded out, but talk about being stabbed in the back. This hurts. On my own turf, too. Wanted to put Roots down back in the homeland. And now you're negotiating for the one that got away, Alan? I don't think so. Benty, how about you come back with me to Hull? You can commute. Once bitten, twice shy, you know. Bruv, this is my place now. Can you go and guess outside? You can both speak to me agent whoever gets me in Nando's gets first dibs, all right? With the return of Benty, the Geordie dream has died. Will Alan Pardew ever be able to afford to live on his own? Or will Graham Carr have to find him an average, reasonably priced chalet in the door join? Will Steve Bruce ever cure his striker addiction? Will he ever get over his time at Sunderland? Well, no, as it happens. But most importantly, will Stephen Arn's pass ever cross again? Who knows? Their search for the Geordie dream continues. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.